Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch with me, Luke, here in Chicago. And me, Katie, here in Los Angeles. So, this movie's weird. (laughs) This movie is very weird. (laughs) But before we talk about this weird shit, let me talk about some other weird shit that I'm watching right now. Please do. Swamp Thing on the DC Universe app. A DC Universe exclusive. The one that got Um, canceled in like the second day of it premiering? That that Swamp Thing? you, You went right for it. Went right for the wound. Yeah. No. Uh, so I'm all stoked for it. I didn't read Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, b- mm-hmm. uh, but I was ready to be introduced to the character properly. Uh-huh. Uh, as listeners of the show may be able to tell, and as you well know, I love comics. Uh, I love superhero books. I love comic book characters, and I think that my love for superheroes and like costume clad crime fighters uh, is probably why I never gravitated towards Swamp Thing because it's a little different. Yeah. But um. I was ready to have my mind changed, so I'm all stoked. I'm like excited to like make the uh, make the uh, monthly subscription to DC Universe all the more worth it. Sit down uh, to watch the first episode. I'm like, damn, that was pretty awesome. Next morning, they're like, yeah, we canceled it. Yeah, and I'm like, do you know why? No, I don't even think that okay. the guy that created it knows why. Well, I think they do. Okay. The, so Please so here's me. what I what I'm to understand is wherever they shot it and I can't remember where um but they shot it there uh because of like a tax break. Mm. Um and so they were filming it and they built like I mean the effects look beautiful. They built like this huge fake swamp, like this big water tank that they shoot in. It looks amazing and real. Um, it's like, and I watched Titans, like the, the Teen Titans take or whatever on there and stuff like that. And it was an awesome show. The first season was great. They're getting a season two, but, uh, it, the effects were kind of ass just to be honest. Like they just, <laughs> they, they just weren't that great and yeah. that's okay. Real talk. Um, real talk. cause the story was good. So I don't care. Um, but no, these effects look amazing. Swamp thing looks amazing. Like, uh, and I'm all really impressed with it, but the deal is it looks so good cause they spent a shitload of money and they thought they were getting all this money back with like the tax re- like rebate or whatever the hell, however it works. I'm not a filmmaker. And, um, I guess the, the, it, they ended up being wrong or some shit because the money, uh, they ended up spending way more than they thought. And, uh, not only did the season one get shortened by like three episodes, oh. but uh, it also um, they couldn't afford to do a season two because uh, it costs like what they thought it would cost for two seasons just for this like 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a blunder and it it's not go it's not doing anything to dissuade what people like have kind of like solidified as like their thoughts generally about Warner Brothers and the DC universe and how they handle those properties. Um, and it's a bummer because they're releasing one episode a week and the episodes th- through three are really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, really compelled. I think that they're going to cool places. It looks great. It's a lot of like body horror, like a lot of like body ho- horror and like gross shit. Interesting. Um, 
Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, it feels like it's paying a lot of homage to uh, The Thing. Um, like, there's a lot of, like, weird body makeup work with, like, tentacles ripping out of, like, flesh and shit like that. It's really gross and really good, and it is canceled. So don't look forward to more. I guess just the lesson is enjoy what we're going to get. Yeah. Well, but what have you been watching? I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I been know. enjoying it though. It's bullshit. It's really good. So, oh. but you know, such is life. Such, such is life. Uh, I've been watching, you know, cause it's pride month and uh, every pride yes, month pride. I try to, thank you. Every pride month I try to watch something uh, queer and uh, Pose has been on Netflix for a hot minute now. And so I was like, I should, I should finally watch Pose. I was intrigued by it when I first heard about it. And uh, if you haven't heard about it, it's about uh, the 1980s ball scene, which was largely dominated by uh, gay men and uh, transgender women. And it is a drama created by Ryan Murphy. And it's really good. It has, like, the largest cast of trans women of color of, like, anything ever. And everybody's really great in it. There's a bunch of really awesome acting uh, the way that they deal with the AIDS crisis is really good, and I, I care about these characters, even the ones that make really bad choices. I, I'm behind them a, a 1,000%, and I'm, I'm on episode 7 right now, so I'm just I'm narrowing in on the end of the first season. But yeah, I've been enjoying this ride. It's been good. That's awesome. I mean, I guess that's the that's the mark of a uh, decent storytelling, right? If you like care about these characters that are doing, you know, making the wrong the wrong choices. Oh yeah. Um, they have this character and... that's supposed to that's basically like Cruella Deville if she was like a black trans woman and she's just she's a cartoon. Like she's just a Disney villainess and I care for her so much and I worry about her safety all the all throughout these episodes and especially right now in the story she's at kind of a low point. And even though she's awful and mean and to like everyone all the time and she's over the top, I'm still like, oh man, I hope she gets home safe. Like, girl. That's really great. And yeah. definitely, first of all, I wish Disney would make Cruella DeVille a black trans woman. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Emma Stone if I know, if I, if I heard correctly. I yeah. think she's getting like one of those Maleficent movies, but it's Cruella, which is awesome. I think Cruella's theme song is actually my favorite Disney theme song that ever were. Mm, I like that um, one too a lot. Boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, but speaking of body horror, yeah, and please do. <laughs> speaking of 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 the weird stuff we're watching, um, why don't we add to the list uh, how to talk to girls at parties? All right, let's do this. This is uh, an A twenty four distributed film, which mm-hmm. is often the mark of uh, the mark of quality good cinema uh, we've seen lots of um, amazing a24 movies uh, over the past five years for sure and uh, this is one that came out May of 2018 so it's just a little over a year old mm-hmm. and uh, definitely got swept under the rug um, I think I understand why yeah me too. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I must clear I must uh, make clear to the audience that upon suggesting we watch this, I had never seen it, nor seen a trailer. Uh, this was a blind buy. I was just at like a family video a while back, and I saw it on the wall for sale, and I go, that title sounds like a movie I would sure love. <laughs> um, it sounds pretty coming of age and like yada yeah. yada. Um, and uh, little, d- little did I know what I was signing up for. It's quite the ride. I, 
how how best to to sum to 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 summarize like uh, i'm trying to think of buzzwords <laughs> so like if i were to if i were to like if i were to use a few buzzwords to describe this movie i would say um england uh punk rock mm-hmm. uh science fiction <laughs> um sex yes I, I've, been trying to descri- I've been trying to describe it to people is that like what if punk met aliens and uh, on that on that log line alone I, I you know I would have greenlit it yeah I mean um, it sounds like a good time and the movie is gorgeous and there's a lot of creative it is gorgeous decisions, okay but what go. happens in it like do you know so let's I think it's I think it's best to to break it off in the in the chunks that I can kind of recall. Like I think mm. it's best to recount it just off memory. And so we have these three punks. Yes. Uh three three quote unquote anarchists, uh young teens uh in the seventies in Britain and uh you know, they're like fuck the system and they love punk music and they love being weird and yada yada. My only knowledge of punk culture comes from SLC Punk. Yeah. Um, Beautiful and movie. That awesome movie, uh, but definitely not the same as like the actual like punk movement, the OG mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and so we definitely get a taste of that here. Um, I get so we got these three dudes. They uh, are going to a party. Um, they get lost and they stumble across what they think is the party, and instead. It's just like these gorgeous women and men, uh, wide-eyed in weird latex rubber outfits that like expose their nipples, like like (laughs) really, really highlighting the nipples in this one. Yeah, it's all about the nipples. And it it kind of is just like this is where the movie begins. Like Mm -hmm. we're at this party, and they all kind of go on their separate little journey. And so, like our main character. Either they call him Hen or N. I don't know N. which. It, N. His gotcha. name is Henry, but they definitely call gotcha. him N. Okay. And he's our he's our protagonist, and he's kind of making his way through as, like, uh, you know, the audience personified. And his one friend, who's, like, all super horny and stuff, ends up, like, going to this room, like, back room with this, like, hot latex lady, and she has him, like, take off his clothes, and she starts, like... I think fingering his butt. I it, um, from what I understand, like he gets probed, right? Like he, it's definitely like an alien probe situation. It seems probish at first, but when we cut back to him, he's getting like pegged in a sec, in a in a in a in a swing. Like oh yeah he is, yeah, he is definitely getting pegged. <laughs> um, and he's like seventeen just, supposedly during the course of this film. And so, while con- and while confused, he's definitely enjoying it. Yeah. But then, in the throes of pleasure, like multiple hands start running across his chest, and yeah. like he looks down, and there's this other dude that's manifested along with the uh, other woman, and they're both wearing latex bodysuits, and they're like both having sex with this guy. He's not even the main character. I'm just really hung up on this because I'm like, this is like maybe the like out of how weird this movie is, I can mess with pretty much all of it. But this guy's getting sexually assaulted, right? I mean, essentially. And also, like, imagine that you're, like, 17 and this is your first sexual experience. Like, you go from, like, zero to a thousand so quickly. 
Yeah, the ne- the needle does not like does not go to that notch. There's like there's like zero, a hundred, and then like flip around a million times, and wherever that needle lands is getting pegged by two a- cult aliens. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's bizarre. And what what's really weird is that like the thing that makes him not okay with the situation is just the fact that one of these aliens is a dude. But like it was already yeah, weird that's before a good point. then. I mean, granted, that that would be alarming that there would be a second partner that you didn't consent to, but it definitely right. came off like gay panic, which was a weird choice. That's true. That's true. Um, and then the other one is in like this weird, like you walk into this, like imagine imagine being like drunk and like going to a college party <laughs> and you walk past this room and there's like all these people dancing in formation to this weird, like squealing rhythmic, like vibration tone music Mm -hmm. and they're like all in sequence and he's just like this movie so frequently is like is like it seems like the cinematographer is like so here's what drugs feels like and like and because it's so colorful and so rhythmic and like uh so weird like oh my god weird is not enough of a word to like describe what's happening so he's doing that and then our main character meets um, Elle Fanning, the the wonderful, wonderful Elle Fanning. Oh yeah, she's um, fantastic in this movie. There, she's I not mean, given a lot to work with, but the no, things that she not. she communicates, like like I buy Elle Fanning as an alien. Elle Fanning kicks ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like the the one alien in like the cult who wants to break away from like the old like culty tradition. So she's been, I guess these people have manifested uh, in different ways and they go to different planets and manifest differently as different like organisms and stuff like that. Supposedly they've been stars, like molecules, shit like that. And now they're here uh, in Britain on earth. Um, and they are taken, they've taken the form of human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what she doesn't want to do is follow the same old rules and like the traditions of like what her society has been doing. And she's granted a sort of rumspringa, if you will. Yeah. Uh, and given 48 out, 48 hours to, uh, to, uh, dip out and like live, live in the actual world before the eating. And the eating is a process that happens in this cult wherein the, uh, the parent teachers, uh, the elders and teachers are parents of these like younger aliens uh it, during the ceremony they eat them and uh uh they eat them <laughs> yep uh and you you definitely get to see it but we'll get there um so once we once she's broken away for like her 48 hour like grace period and she's with in and stuff i feel like that like that middle part like the second act where we have all that is the movie and that's the most like relatable sector would you agree well i in some ways yes in other ways no i think it should have been the heart of the movie but they didn't give n a personality really they didn't give either of them a personality they're both he is punk she is alien and that is as far as they thought that through he's a little bit of an outsider even within the punk community n and uh, Zan, the alien played by Al Fanning, is a little bit rebellious. But I don't understand. Like, I get that he finds her enchanting because she's weird and different. But he never asks any questions. Like, when you're first getting to know somebody, that's what you do. Is you show an interest in them and their lives. And he's not, he's not asking enough questions. And she's interested in humanity. And, but not so much interested in him. And I think that's a cultural difference. 
And I do think that there's a way that you can make the alien-human thing happen. I mean, you're watching Titans right now. I don't know how the live-action one is going, but I remember Starfire and Robin's relationship in the animated Teen Titans feeling pretty organic. Yeah, and uh, it, the the big difference between the car- the cartoon and uh, the live action is uh, they just bone in oh. the live action. They're just okay. bone in Katie. Well, like, they just bone ooh. in the comics, right? Because she's all Robin, about that yeah. bone. Robin's life. Robin's boning everybody. They they don't call him Dick for no reason. Like, I know, he's, dude. Remember he's, those he's, Nightwing <laughs> comics? He was shirtless like every issue. Yeah, he's throwing it around like a, he's throwing around like a battering. That yeah. honestly. <laughs> The Batman and the Harley, also the Batman and Harley Quinn animated feature they made a while back. Yeah, like he also bangs Harley Quinn in that. Dick Grayson is just like he's oh, yeah. a sexual he gets maven. Around. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Good for yeah. him. Go Dick. Uh, <laughs> go Dick. Um, Jason Todd is in this Titan show too, and it's really oh, fucking cool. rad. He's like the new Rob. It's so sick. You should watch it. If you log into my account, we'll talk about it. But okay, cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So here when we get to like kind of see like the movie is most digestible i believe when it starts to fall into the rom-com beats and Mm -hmm. they they do happen like the meet cute is is it works because it's familiar and like them like they're like getting to like know each other their quote-unquote whatever the fuck fall in love like sequence and montage is good like i think maybe and i'm being hyperbolic but like I wrote, maybe my favorite kiss scene in the history of film, and I don't mean that. But really, when like yeah, and I'm not talking about the anal probing. Uh, oh, okay. I'm talking about <laughs> I'm talking about the treehouse uh, when he's like feeling her armpits and like yeah. she's like, like it's just <laughs> she says <laughs> she says like your penis is small and folded like the butt of a pink flower. <laughs> <laughs> and, but like but like they're just doing weird stuff and it's like. Uh, it's and so, that gets it, him it's, hard it's, too. Is her calling? It his does penis get him hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, because she's you know what girl? It's that kind what of girl, movie. Alien or human has looked at his penis before. I mean, yeah. No matter how small and folded it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they're like screaming into each other's open mouths for like fun <laughs> and like yeah like like just like touching each other's face and she's like licks his neck. It's just weird. It's weird because it's like the thing I like is how they take those rom com beats, but then they make it like the alien version like this movie is its own world and uh while i think it's uh paying homage to like many other like different like sci-fi worlds we've seen i don't know if i've ever walked into a movie sat down and like felt something quite so uh in terms of the world building uh quite so out there um so i like seeing like this like creature take on like the body the bodily desires and uh, stuff of humanity Mm -hmm. and uh try to find out where she fits in that role but in such a short period of time i'm i'm really compelled by that yeah and how like she uh discovers eating and then uh pooping that's a part of the movie yeah and like puking she Mm -hmm. pukes in people's mouths she she pukes into his mouth absolutely she pukes right into his mouth (laughs) oh oof it was, it was rough, man. It was rough. Yeah. Did you see Booksmart? That's, yeah. Oh, I remember. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of puking into people's mouths this year. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it makes me wish I would have done it in my movie. But <laughs> I'm like, damn it. I didn't know that was the hot You'll thing. You'll have to save like, it for the next one. <laughs> Guaranteed laugh if you have if yeah. you have somebody puke into somebody's mouth. People oh, love it. Bummer. You're oh, going to get man. a reaction. Uh, <laughs> um, that's my take, reaction. Take, yeah, it's not great. Um, but 
Yeah, to your point about him not asking questions, do you think at any point he's like he like okay, so this girl talks like an American, so she must be an American, but yeah. she's weird as fuck. Does nothing jog like ends like like I mean, I know he's an innocent kid, but like you were in that culty ass alien house. You don't think something's up? Like you know it is. Mm-hmm. Like so are you I I guess that is a frustrating aspect to not be like where are you from? Because she's like, when she, when she's finally like down to like times running out, she's like, yeah, the eating's tomorrow. I'm going to get eaten. And he's like, what? No. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the other, like, that's like the other, like classic rom-com. Like this love is a love that cannot be. And, uh, will we end up together and shit like that? They're star crossed. Um, if you will, they're star crossed lovers. Is mm-hmm. this Romeo and Juliet in Britain in the punk scene? Perhaps. An alien? Perhaps. That's one way to sell this movie. And also, like, it's a Neil Gaiman short story, I guess, but I've certainly never read it. Um, Um, My understanding, I didn't read it either, but uh, from what I can tell, the the guy that wrote the movie, it was actually written by two people. It was written by John Cameron Mitchell and Philippa Gosselet. And I don't know much about Philippa Gosselet, but John Cameron Mitchell is uh, most famous for Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And I believe he also did Short Bus. Let me double check on that. Yeah, he also did Short Bus. So he's not a stranger to weird and out there. Yeah, um, I have to to believe it's not. And also, like, stretching a a short story, and this is also kind of something I read in reviews where people were sort of united in their critique is stretching like a, a cool like promising short story into an hour and 45 minute feature oh. is um a bit difficult yeah and i'm sorry i didn't f- finish my thought very well uh my oh, understanding sorry. is that him and no no no, it's my fault is that uh john and philippa uh most likely just took the premise of the short story and ran with it i'm oh, not even sure okay. that like they like it, it from what i understand they didn't really like stick to it aside from the premise and it's a bonkers fun oh. premise, so I totally get it. But I don't right. think that a lot of the things that happened in this movie happened in the short story. Oof. All right. Well, I okay. That, mm-hmm. I guess that adds up. That adds up. Because it's like, I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, Neil Gaiman is like super well-respected uh, mm-hmm. and like super well-liked. And to have like... You know, his Sandman movie's been in development with, like, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and other people for a long time. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, was, I was, like, sitting here being like, he wrote this? But now, that having clarified that, I guess there's a lot of invention by these two filmmakers. And, mm-hmm. again, while I do enjoy their imagination and invention, um, clearly the world as a whole has some issues with the execution. Yeah. Um, I know. I, I mean making movies are hard <laughs> so Absolutely. i'm not sitting here trying to be like uh like judgy or anything like that i just don't know well um the thing i think that really works in this movie's the favor is that it's beautiful like it's very fun it's to look at stunning yes there's really great costumes the uh the shots of england are pretty fun the way that uh, the, at one point N and Zan mind meld during a punk rock concert. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. This is the peak of the movie and maybe like my recent film going experiences. This was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you enjoyed it. But yeah, they do have that beautiful moment of connection because she's like, this is how my people experience connection. And I'm feeling this with you while I'm singing this punk rock song. 
and they're just transported to space where they're like light beings and they're making out and all that's oh, really yeah. cool. And I would have been fine seeing all of that muted. Like, I feel like this is the kind of thing I would like to see in the background at like a party, but you know, while I'm talking to girls, if you will, but not Boom. necessarily, yeah, a, but not necessarily, um, it, it doesn't work for me on terms of story. It doesn't seem like there was a lot put into the character. There was a lot put into the, how does the alien world work and punk and aliens and just what kind of crazy imagery can we just emerge from this concept? I, it it yeah, just like, doesn't seem like they're even interested in the in really the romance even. No, no, it is a little. It is. It, it's stilted. It's it's almost like a. It's almost like a music video. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also, I felt it. that that was another thing that like you have it. You had it right there. Out. You had it right there for your for you. Just take it. Like this would have been a good movie for more original music. Mm. Um, oh, like true. soundtrack was 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 dope. But I could have done with like if you're like punk singers and that kid has a great voice. And shit, and the one song they do uh, actually like engage in uh, is is really it's a dope. It's the best scene of the movie, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because yeah, the 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 cinematography and the the production design are wonderful. The costumes are absolutely out of this world. It's bonkers. This movie has an aesthetic that is a hundred percent its own, and mm-hmm. I don't, I can't think of any movies. I mean, honestly, in the last in in the span of twenty nineteen that I've watched that has made me think um, quite as much as this one has, which is something Mm. like, you know, that's high praise. uh, And like, it's like forcing me as an audience member to kind of be completely overwhelmed by the colors and the costumes and the weird trippy camera angles and like the flashiness and blurriness and all these, all these like excellent, amazing elements all at once, which is like sort of in some ways utilizing film, like the art, like the medium of film, uh, like perfectly, like mm-hmm. expertly, because like if you're giving me all that at once, it's it beca- it becomes more than a movie; it becomes an experience. And when they're doing that pop, or no, I'm sorry, the punk scene when they're like singing and like jamming and like yeah, they get taken to like this astral realm. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know; it's like so trippy, but it felt really artsy. It felt like a kaleidoscope world where people dress in latex and um that is a hell of a pitch. And I think that there are things like that within this movie. I mean, you have to comb through an hour 45 to get them, but there are things Mm -hmm. in this movie that, uh, that are important and should be seen. Um, that honestly, uh, is what it's, do you, do you think that is where hen, I'm sorry, in, in Zan, is that where they conceive a child? Like, do they even, because I don't know when they, Cause okay, because I don't remember sex. them having sex. Yeah, yeah, if they did, it's off screen, which is like, okay, like I just saw that dude get pegged in a sex swing, like, but yeah, the main characters th- aren't gonna. Yeah. So, <laughs> explain to me how that conception comes about, then, like, because all of a sudden she's got green sparkles in her eyes, and they're like, "You are with child." Yeah. So I guess that they just spiritually conceive, because it does seem like it, like that. That's just it. Is that the, the two of them had this very heightened moment of connection? which I guess for us is the physical connection of sex, and for these aliens is the physical connection of this spiritual plane where you can feel something so powerfully at a punk concert that you just become light and are able to just reach out with someone and then can see, like create something entirely new. And tell me that's not dope. 
<laughs> it, you know what it reminded like, me of? It reminded me of the Coneheads. Oh my God, please explain. Please elaborate. <laughs> There's a scene in the Coneheads where the daughter uh, is like, she brings a boy upstairs and he's like this kind of like delightfully doofy jock guy. And uh, he's like, I really like you. And she's like, I really like you too. And uh, he he's like all prepared for, for sex. And instead she pulls out this device and if I recall, it's, like, these do headphones that are both plugged into, like, a electrical box. And they both put it on, and they're able to experience, like, great pleasure, even though they're not touching. So it really <laughs> reminded me of that. Because it's just like, oh, alien sex, I guess, just isn't physical. It's spiritual Hear and that. or technological. Hear that? podcast world i've got a co-host that just connected how to talk to girls at parties to coneheads <laughs> and that's why and that's why we have a podcast yeah um yeah that's fantastic yeah i guess um i guess uh yeah aliens experience pleasure in a, in a in a way far different than us we're so we're so primitive and so mortal and we're like we're like you know animals that just like it's like we're like dogs just like humping couches whereas mm-hmm. these aliens are like you just knocked me up with the sound of this sick beat. <laughs> For the power of <laughs> punk music, you are now with a litter of children. Because at the oh end, God. dude, it okay. freaked me Are out. we going for it? Are yeah, we getting we're, there? We're doing it. We're doing it. Should we skip over the eating? I, I mean, go for the eating. Explain the eating, Luke. All, all I want to say is during the eating process, which it ultimately gets uh, <laughs> voted against by the elders uh, at the at the uh, the driving force of which being Zan and a slew of uh, of of human punks uh, led by. Uh, uh, oh, my God. What's the actress's name? Oh, Elle Fanning. Who, no. Is it uh, the Nicole Kidman? Oh yeah, Nicole um, Kidman. She she's uh, the queen uh, of the punks, by the way. She's like Queen yes, Bodicea or something. Um, so the eating process is happening and I see somebody's like I see I saw somebody's jaw get like ripped down and yeah. so like you can fit like a grody. human being in there. Oh god, I was so fucked up. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it gets voted down. Uh Zan doesn't get eaten, but the people the alien people, including Zan, do like move on. Like mm-hmm. they like jump and like transport somewhere else so flash forward to the end of this flick and it's we're at like a comic-con or a signing basically uh and god this is uh, lame as all get out good jesus (laughs) so in uh earlier in his treehouse uh that his absent father built for him as a child Mm -hmm. uh that's kind of like the one character Beatty has going for him and he really he really really leaning into it and i gotta say but um uh, he also drew comics or has his co- comic called like, is it Virus Boy or Virus Man? Yeah, yeah. Um, or whatever the hell. And, you know, he's like the coolest. It's so punk because like that's how you can take care of your enemies is by like, you know, making them sick and ill. And it's a cool idea. And like apparently it catches fire because in the future, uh, this older inn is a successful writer, at comic book creator, mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of adoring fans. But this this one crew of adoring fans shows up and what and what's weird about them, Katie? Okay, so this group of adoring fans they they come in with one of his books and they're like, "We only got one for all of us," and he's like, "What are your names?" And then there there's this group of like teens, early twenties types, and they all rattle out their names and one of them goes N, 
and he just suddenly understands <laughs> that like all like how many of them are there? Like ten? Like it's a good seven to ten are <laughs> all his children. And that I guess his like Zan just sent them to Earth years later. They spent forty-eight hours together, had a litter of children, and now he's at a comic book signing where the litter has completely is just like, hey dad, time to move in. And the movie ends, and he's like, he looks like it's so beautiful, and that he's so touched, and like, this is great. When, like, he should be panicking, he should be asking questions, and I just, man, man, man. Wait, were those kids there to stay? That's the impression I got, is that they- Oh my god, that changes the ending completely for me. (laughs) I guess I didn't think past the credits. I never do. (laughs) I was just like- I was like, well, the movie's over. That's not my problem anymore. Um, uh, no, I guess I didn't think about it. I thought I thought it was just like, I don't know. I thought it was just like, hey, so we grew up now and, and you, we're your kids and we did okay. And I never thought it being like that dick. I never thought of it being like Zan being like, all right, your turn to take care of these little bastards. <laughs> that was the impression I got is that they were all there and they're like uh, either – yeah, that they're ready to experience Earth society from their other parent. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Oh, no. Make the sequel. <laughs> A24, give us the sequel. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. I That is troubling, to say the least. Um, I This movie is I very troubling, to- Luke. Do you even remember it, like, coming out? Like, it feels really swept under the rug, doesn't no, it? No, you know what I... Because this is why this was in my memory. Because when we moved out to L.A. together and we were doing our internships, the uh, assistant I worked under, she was expressing excitement about this movie. And uh, she couldn't wait for it to come out because everybody from Cannes is like, it's so crazy and, like, you gotta see it. And finally, when the reviews started rolling out, she was like, oh, no, it, it doesn't sound like it's any good. And, like, her excitement just completely dissipated. So it was in the back of my mind, but I don't remember it ever hitting theaters, and I don't remember anyone talking about it. Well, from what I'm finding out, it must have been a limited release, and it must not have done well, because box office was 382000 Which... I don't see a budget here, and that's probably a best. Because mm-hmm. while it doesn't seem like an insanely expensive movie, there's no movie with this cast that costs less than three hundred grand. Yeah. yeah. So, not great. Um, it's also, like, tough because premiering your movie at Cannes and then... Not a great barometer, and- yeah. Yeah, it it super isn't a great barometer because the things that play over there are, I mean, sometimes it's consistent, but other times movies that get like three standing ovations at Cannes come here and like people don't like them yeah. uh, and stuff like that. Like uh, Tarantino just premiered his flick at uh, Cannes and he's like, and I'm going to make it longer for the, for the American release. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> Do I don't know. Do you need to? Yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I I guess that's that's that. Um so this definitely skews more toward the Tusk side of A24's history. Yeah, that's um, a good way to put except it. Except for I like Tusk quite a bit more. I dude, so do I. I feel like I knew uh Wallace way more than I knew N. 
Wallace was an idiot and a jerk, but he had a chip on his shoulder that was very apparent. And we got to see his whole weird cycle and see him grapple with a psychopath. This is like, again, I just feel like their personalities stop at punk and alien. And N has to deal with a whole different kind of foreign culture that he doesn't understand. But that's about it. That's the struggle of the movie is love versus culture. Punk v. Alien, Dawn of Justice. Mm-hmm. There were perfect things. Latex absolutes. <laughs> the latex costuming had to be <laughs> the, the most interesting choice I've seen in recent memory, but also, like, from a production standpoint, mm-hmm. that must have been a pain in the ass. Like, the actors, that, that can't be comfortable. No, not, uh, like, not Can you imagine little. wearing that shit during shooting, shooting days? And I guess I, 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 don't, I don't sit there and think that when I watch, like, Avengers and stuff like I should because like I look at Drax and I see Drax and I don't think about like wow that must have been a pain in the ass to look like that every day but I look at these I look at these these latex outfits with the the cone boob sections with like just there's so many nipples in this movie I know Um, I know man but (laughs) it's a very nipply movie but (laughs) uh I think oh my god that would be a pain in the ass to have to like wear those clothes all day yeah but you know, we suffer for our art. Okay, here's my take on this movie. I think... I heard somebody say that this had the potential to be a cult classic, and I agree. I feel like the difference between this movie and Hedwig and the Angry Inch is what you just described, or at least a little bit ago, which is that it just needed original songs. Like, if it had original songs, I think it would have found an audience sure. a little bit more easier. So I think that's really the difference between this movie finding its audience and becoming a blip on A24's record. I, I think that, like, yeah, if this movie was a musical, um, or, you know, it would even mm-hmm. play well um, as, like, a Broadway musical. <laughs> I think, like, this is a cool premise yeah. for, like, a stage. No, I, for, like, I agree. For, like, the stage and uh, to have that kind of that kind of music i'd be really into it i think that they're like wasting like half the theme you know what i mean by not capitalizing more on the music Mm -hmm. they're just like saying they're punks and they like punk but like i'm not really seeing like nearly enough like music and punk scene uh as much as they could have i also didn't buy the punk element of this movie all that much like i i I didn't feel dangerous or like grungy enough or really like it, it didn't feel like it came from that much of a um well maybe and maybe place. that's part of like maybe that's the point like i'm being devil's advocate like maybe am i am i to understand that maybe like these characters are on the edge of even like the one place they're trying to take refuge because they aren't mr popular with the other people at the punk club and like we learned from slc punk mm. only posers die yeah only posers i've been luke taylor <laughs> i've been katie grossinger have a good one folks Oh, <laughs>